0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Starting With a Song. I'm your host, Amanda Mazzo, and today I learned that recording episodes in advance is not always a good idea. My guest and I sat down in early February, just as I was getting over a two-week chest cold long before we knew about the coronavirus. Not to make light of the pandemic, but I did wanna mention that we are approaching week four of quarantine life. And fortunately, my family and I are safe and sound. All the episodes through the end of season one have been pre-recorded and will resume in-person recordings when we get the all clear. In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with my friend, Renice Perkins.
1: (laughs) Yes. The DJ reggae horn. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite. I just don't have a reason to use it yet, but one day. One day. I will find it. I'll be like a hot take.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I got a program in that. That's funny.
1: Oh, I'm on the struggle bus this morning. You are totally fine. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Bernice, this is a treat to see you twice in one week. I know. I feel like we live down the street from each other and I never see you. Right. One of the things I thought was interesting like, we, you know, Chris Lee, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So he, so he came in because he actually works like two floors up. Oh, really? Oh, okay. And so we were talking and I'm like, we're friends, but I don't know where you're from. And he's like, well, I'm from the Dixon area. I'm like, oh, Jason is too. But I would still consider that to be native. Right. But you're like hyper native, like hyper <laughs> yeah. local native, right? Yes, I'm a unicorn. I say that too, because you never meet
2: right anyone else that's yeah. from here.
1: <laughs> and I can't even imagine how much... It's changed for you. I mean, like, even since I moved here from when I went to Belmont. Now, you graduated after me, I think, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. What year? 2007. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you probably started when I was leaving. Yeah, I think so. 2003? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even from that point, it's dramatically different. Oh, yeah, definitely.
2: I mean, I don't feel like the change has been that much from, like, when I was a kid and, like, high school. I feel like the change happened, like, college. Oh, yeah. After. Like, mid-2000s. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um... I wouldn't even say like from 2009 on, Mm -hmm. because I remember when we started the Junior Chamber, things were still like there were still places to park. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Parking lots. Right. And those don't exist anymore. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So take me back. Tell me about Nashville in the when were you
2: born? 86. 86. Yes. You're an 80s kid like me. Yes, cool. the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me. I grew up like Madison, mm. North Nashville area. Yeah. Um, Like lived in Madison till I was like five. And then after that, it was more like North Nashville area.
1: Okay. Yeah. And even that over there has changed dramatically. Yes. I would say like Slim and Huskies coming in was mm-hmm. kind of the
2: catalyst for mm-hmm. all these new places popping up. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I mean, even... Madison has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's weird. Like, there's pockets of growth in Madison, but then uh, there's Yazoo's
1: new tap room.
2: Okay. Just it, opened up. Over but then there. there's like pockets of it where it's like dead, like Rivergate Mall. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, well, pretty, like, I mean, that's like Antioch. Well, true. But when Opera Mills came in, I feel like that definitely <clears throat> changed all the malls. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you get
1: emails like this. I do where people are like, my, my friend or my daughter is moving to Nashville and, you know, can you recommend some nice places, like nice parts of town to live in? And I'm like, define that for me because <laughs> we're kind of a mixed bag. right? You know, it's the entire city is developing. And I, I think if you have a personal degree
2: of responsibility, you'll be fine. Oh yeah. No, all my emails are like, can we buy your home? <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yes. God. Those are my emails. One of my best friends is a broker and she jokes with me all the time. She's like, yeah, we can sell your home, you know, just like that. But I don't know where you're going to move. Right. Quit telling me that. Right. (laughs) So when you're growing up in 86,
1: well, you're a baby in 86, but like late 80s. Right. Growing up in Nashville.
2: Right. Do you have any early memories of music? I think my earliest memories of music as a child like on Saturdays, my mom would play music to clean up and that like clean the house. She, yes, like oh. that was her thing. Like you know, so she can. I don't. I wouldn't say she would. It will help her focus necessarily. Um, it makes but it more fun. It does. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's where I really started hearing like music from the seventies and the eighties because my mom was like in high school in the seventies. <laughs> so. Gosh. That's definitely like my earliest memories of of music. It's mm-hmm. just listening to you know older stuff, yeah. you know when when I was helping clean the house and and stuff like that. Do you uh, remember any like specific artists? Um, not necessarily artists, but my mom loves blues. Oh, yes. I personally don't like the blues. (laughs) Really? Really. I cannot say it. (laughs) What is it? Is it like the... I don't know. The songs just seem so depressing. Well, I mean, that's why they call it the blues, Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But I mean, no. I mean, other, like, artists, like, she really likes, you know, Earth, Wind & Fire. Okay. And um, the Isley Brothers. Okay. Um, So, some soul, some funk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. But I know her first thing she would play would be the
1: blues. That is funny. <laughs> we went to Memphis um, not too long ago. That was one of the places I hadn't really spent a lot of time in, but hearing their live music mm-hmm. and like, I, I don't know. There's something about the, I get it. I get that it's sad. Right. <laughs> I get that it's called the blues. Oh man, the guitar, man. Just yes. like dirty guitar
2: riffs. Mm-hmm. I love that. Right. Yeah. And, and it's funny now being older and, I guess now I have like this bucket list of okay. shows, yeah. Um, and like when a lot of these older musicians come into town, I'm like, "Mom, let's go to the concert." Oh. And it's funny, she's like, "You know, you act like you're my age oh. at <laughs> these concerts." Like, I mean, honestly, some of my favorite concerts have been the older older artists. Like, oh my gosh, Patty LaBelle's concert was oh like, gosh, one I can't of even the imagine most amazing concerts. Like, I know she's. She be come back to, tomorrow. Did for, she come to the symphony? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where she was when when we saw her. Um, I think it was two years, ago, two or yeah, three years ago. Yeah, That sounds right. But it was it was like one of the most amazing concerts. Oh, just gosh. to just to hear like this legendary voice, and you know, she talked about her age. She didn't care. You know, she's yeah. her mid seventies, and she could still hit those notes. Like, I mean, it was, that's Patty Labelle. She can do whatever she wants. What? <laughs> um, I think it's really cool
1: growing up and having these early memories and then getting to see those people now, maybe not necessarily people that you would seek out, but you have that tie, Mm -hmm. right? Like it reminds you of when you were a kid or like even that time with your mom, just cleaning the house. I think that's,
2: yeah, yeah, that's kind of neat.
1: Yes, definitely. Cool. What was your first concert?
2: (laughs) My first concert, I was 12 or 13. Okay. Um, and it was a TSU homecoming concert and it was, um, Genuine. Oh (laughs) my gosh. Why do people not like the song Pony? I didn't know people didn't like it. Well,
1: I don't know. Maybe I just made that up, but (laughs) there's something about that baseline.
2: Yeah. So Um, good. I know it was Genuine. Eve. And okay. I can't, I can't remember who the third person was. But it was so funny because, you know, of course, that age, like, it, it was me and, and one of my friends. We went. Wait, you were 12? Yeah, I was 12. But my mom, she chaperoned us. <laughs> <laughs> so she she bought, like, a ticket away from us, which was cool. Oh, like, your so, mom is the best. <laughs> so what? She took us. And she, she did. She bought a ticket away from us. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, like... That concert lasted like so long. Like, we didn't get out of there till like, I know, after midnight. And of course, she was fussing. She was like, I got to go to work (laughs) the next day. Because it was during the week. It wasn't the weekend. It was during the week. And she was like, I got to go to work the next day. But I mean, yeah, that was my first concert.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) That's a good concert. My first concert was New Kids on the Block. (gasps) Yes. I mean, Whatever, <laughs> you know they sell T-shirts and stuff, but they sold these massive buttons. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. It was like these, and you like pin. I mean, what what am I doing with this? And I bought one at a crush on Donnie. Wahlberg. Does it? I have a crush on Donnie Waller Yeah, I have to fight off Jenny McCarthy, right? man. Uh, but these buttons had like a little, like a little stand pop out, mm-hmm. and I'm in third grade Aww. and I'm bringing it and setting it on my desk. That's so cute. No, <laughs> it's like not at it's all. Nerdy, nerdy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now tell me when you were growing up here, But I think a lot of people, when I moved here and I've said this before on the podcast, like I think this is true for anybody that lives here that ha- maybe hasn't come and visited mm-hmm. or just come, you know, to visit and they don't stay or for a long period of time. Right. They think that it's all country right I think when I moved here for college I had a lot of friends in high school that were like she needs cowboy boots she's going to be singing country music and I'm like it's <laughs> not really my bag but I wouldn't peg you as a country fan because you and I've never talked about mm-hmm. it but maybe you are but yeah, I mean like some
2: country music not I mean, everybody but, but like tell me what <laughs> tell me what you listen to like what else is out there I mean I listen to a little bit of everything I do too like country R&B you know hip-hop reggae gospel like, mm-hmm. like literally a little bit of everything mm-hmm. and there is that out here mm-hmm. i mean there's all of that stuff oh yeah
1: um i love following you on social media one <laughs> of the things well i love like seeing what you post anyway i was cracked up last night because you were you would posted like if i dated you between this time and this time that doesn't count <laughs> because i was dumb <laughs> and i showed jason i'm like that's kind of true right. i mean like i went through that period of time like just don't judge me man right it's fine <laughs> Um, but one of the things you posted, I don't even know, it was a while back, but I sat there and watched it a couple of times. It was like karaoke, but a ton of people on stage, there was one person on stage, but there was like a ton of people in the room. They were all singing to like hype up this one person on stage. And I'm like, what is this? I have to do this.
2: This looks amazing. So, well, it's a traveling thing, um, but it's called trap karaoke and people, I mean, of course you can sign up to, you know, obviously get tickets to attend, Mm -hmm. but then there's a separate thing on the website if you want to actually perform karaoke. Yeah. And... So you sign up ahead of time. Yeah, you sign up ahead of time. Okay. And you they may not necessarily get to everybody because mm-hmm. I mean, I think they have like the venue for maybe like four hours. For oh, sure. Um and where was it? It was at Marathon. Music oh, so Court. huge venue. Huge venue. Tons of people. A lot of people. But everybody's just excited. It was just like the first time I went, it was like this is like one big happy family. Like I, I don't know that. anybody. Well, I knew the people I went with sure, sure, and I saw some other people I knew, but for the most part, it's like people you don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, even when they go to other cities, people are like traveling to attend this. Like it's such a big thing. It's so organized mm-hmm. how they do it because like I said, obviously you sign up ahead of time to do um, the karaoke, mm-hmm. but in between they do kind of like filler. So it's not just straight karaoke the whole time like they might do um like some trivia questions or they do um oh I forget what it's called but sometimes they might if you have on like a crazy shirt like they'll randomly pull you up out of the audience and you kind of like automatically get thrown on the stage so they do these even if you didn't sign up even if you you didn't sign up so I mean obviously you don't have to so you're wearing solid colors because you don't want to be (laughs) (laughs) I mean obviously you don't have to but I mean Mm -hmm. if you know if they see you and you want to do it you know Mm -hmm. you can get up there but I mean it and it's pretty much everything from like soul, R&B, hip hop but I mean it's all songs that like People have grown up with, and right. I feel like the demographic of it is mostly like late twenties, thirties, forties. But it's funny. One time on social media, at some city, there was a lady on there that was like in her seventies, and she <gasps> got up there, and they were chanting like "Go, Grandma, Go!" Grandma. <clears throat> but she was like excited. She's into it. She sung. I think like Brick House. Like, yeah, come on, right? Like it's 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 such a cool thing. Like I don't and you honestly just make friends while you there. Like, it's, I love it's that. so cool. I, I think yeah. that looks like so much fun. It
1: reminds me of. Did you ever do the boom bap?
2: Yes, in East yes. Nashville. Yes. They um, I hadn't been in forever. They keep moving it around because of oh, like do space.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because it was growing. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I went, it was at the five spot. Yes, in East Nashville, mm-hmm. and that's how it was. I mean, they, you pack in there, and you've got these two DJs, maybe like a guest DJ. Mm-hmm. And they're playing 90s hip hop. Mm -hmm. 90s are, well, now I'm second guessing myself, maybe mostly 90s. But there was like, I mean, this was right around the time of like six foot, seven foot. Mm. And you meet people. Mm -hmm. That's what I loved about it was because everybody was just there for the music. They were there to have a good time. Everybody was in a good mood. Ended up meeting this whole other group of people from atlanta Mm -hmm. and so i was able to go i'm from atlanta like like they they are gonna know who i am but we ended up you know now we're friends
2: on all the socials oh that's cool yeah i know it's weird (laughs) that's cool yeah i don't think i mean i don't shy away from a crowd or like a group of people but it's like i don't i don't know if i would do karaoke in front of that many people (laughs) so the people that do it are definitely like brave (laughs) so do you normally do karaoke
1: I mean, are you a karaoke songstress?
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I've done it maybe like twice.
1: Have you really? Yes. Okay, I'm asking because like, it's one
2: of my favorite things. Really? Yes. See, okay, so I'm good at like talking, giving speeches mm-hmm. in front of people. But for some reason, singing is like, uh, I feel like people are judging me. Like, See, I'm the opposite. Okay. And, and...
1: Because I felt like, especially growing up, I was like, if I'm singing, I'm singing someone else a song. Right. Not necessarily, not, you know, this was before I started writing. But if I'm giving a speech, these are my words, my thoughts. Right. And I'm concerned that people are going to judge me. <laughs> yeah,
2: which is so silly. I mean, even even at church, I could sing a song mm-hmm. and I'm doing this, shaking. Aww. With
1: microphone. <laughs> I feel like that's normal. <laughs> but if
2: I'm talking, I'm fine. You're fine. I'm you are totally fine you No.
1: Well, I'm asking too because I feel like I have karaoke ground rules. Oh. So, <laughs> like, and and this goes back to to your point about like singing in the big group. I don't do slow songs, mm. and I am strategically going to pick like a like a hit, right? Like something that I know people can sing along to. Mm-hmm. Nothing with, like, a large instrumental break in the middle. <laughs> just standing there like, what should I do? This is a true story. Before Sam's closed in Hillsborough Village, they did karaoke on Fridays. Mm-hmm. So my friend and I went, and we decided to do C&C Music Factory, Going to yes. Make You Sweat. <laughs> That song has like a 40 bar instrumental break in the middle. Oh, I, I middle. know. That. We did not remember that. <laughs> and then we're standing up there, and I'm like, I mean, I'm just going to have to break it down in front of all of these people and start dancing because this is super awkward <laughs> right. to be listening to like CNC Music Factory and just standing there. <laughs> so, That's anyway, funny. yeah. So, those are my rules. If you ever do karaoke with me, okay. You know, Good to know. Real quick, because I just thought of this and we were talking about your. Your Instagram post. Is that creepy? I'm bringing up your social no. media posts. I love <laughs> your friends because you posted this thing and you're like, I am open. My heart is open oh, to whatever gosh. my whatever I can accept, whatever is coming, which I think is a great, great thing to be. And your friends are like, come on. Okay. Because
2: they immediately associated that to a relationship. Of course like, they did. That's do. not what I meant. <laughs> like, that's, exa- they, that's, that's so funny. I don't know. For some reason, yeah, my posts this week have been a little on the, you know, <laughs> self love or you know, hey, relationship. It, so they've been messing with me, but it's fine. Like they just like to pick with me. It is important. <laughs>
1: it is self love, self worth. I'm all about it. <laughs> I'm all about it. <laughs> and I'll actually I will read this. There's a guy, his name is Brad Montague. Mm. Are you familiar with Kid President? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he does he that's like his thing. Oh okay. like he he produces it. And um, and now Kid President like isn't really a kid anymore. I know, I've seen that video. He's 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 grown he's up. so old now. <laughs> I know, I know. He is he has grown, and he and Brad went on the road. Okay, and so they've put out this. Series of videos now where they're like going and talking to other kids, Uh um, encouraging them, leaning into creativity and just learning to love each other. And he posted this today. There's room for you and room for him, room for her and room for them, room for young, room for old, room for shy, room for bold, room for short and room for tall. Tell me, how is there room for all? Here's the secret to making rooms great. We refuse to ever make room for hate. Mm. Just as you were talking about, like, self-love, self-care. It's just a time to to love everybody and um, learn to love yourself. And I'm all about it. Keep posting it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, my (laughs) social media is definitely not one of those where I'm, like, arguing my opinions about everything. And and I commend you for (laughs) For not doing that because those are the worst, right? That's, the worst. That's definitely not my social media. It, it's definitely a form of entertainment for others. Well,
1: I, I mean, I love <laughs> it. And the thirty, the, I, I, I contacted you actually during when you were doing the the thirty day. Like Song challenge. Yes.
2: yes. yes, That was, oh my gosh, some
1: days for that was hard
2: though. Like,
1: Well, it was fun for me to, there were some songs that I didn't know, but some I did. Like you posted in Vogue and I was like, yeah. Yes. I
2: loved the Free Your Mind album. Oh, yes. I loved it. There was um, some local singers okay. that came together to do like a In Vogue tribute <gasps> show at the City Winery. Oh, that's fun. And it was during Mother's Day weekend. And of course, you know, my mom, she was like, let's go. Like, okay. So we went and it was like, An amazing show, like it was so good. Like they were so talented. Yeah, and so much. And and they talked about, and it was cool how they did the show because they would splice in, like when they you know did like costume change. Um, The singers would talk about their memories of In Vogue and why they loved them so much. Love that they talked about like the women empowerment and everything. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool to see or hear how much they connected with you know the songs that they sung so yeah. that was that was really cool so
1: tell me a little bit about what you do i know you work at fall state mm-hmm. and you, you're working with
2: i hate to call them kids because they're college kids but well and yeah they're a lot of adults next. oh like, so you work with a lot of adults as well mm-hmm. so yes yeah, so i work at volunteer state community college and my official title is completion advisor really an advisor just you know they can come talk to me about registering for classes for each semester mm-hmm. um once they get to the point of graduating, you know, they're ready to transfer to a four-year school. Mm-hmm. We talk about the transfer process, um, kind of making sure that their classes line up to, you know, transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, anytime they want to change their major, You know, sometimes just life stuff. Sometimes they want to come in and, of course, fuss about a professor or, you know. Some things never change. Right. No, not at all. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm I'm there to help them, essentially. Um, And I am specifically with the humanities division. Okay. So that's everything from, you know, English, foreign language, there's communications, um, obviously music, um, and then they have like an entertainment media production track. Oh, that's interesting. So the different concentrations with that are music production, uh, video production, multimedia, and web design, and music business. Whoa, so that's really broad. Right. So yeah. it's really cool that, you know, going to Belmont, and obviously I did not major in anything music <laughs> What or music did you were, you? were you education
1: or were yeah, you? Yeah, was psychology and it was education. Psychology, okay.
2: I guess having that in my bag of tricks yeah. when I work with the students like helps a lot because of course I can talk to them about my alma mater and mm-hmm. although some students sometimes like look at MTSU because they have like a pretty big they program They have a huge music well. and
1: music business mm-hmm. program. <clears throat> I think one of the things when I think about music today I don't understand some of it. Mm. If you're working with younger, again, hate to call them kids because they're like, you know, in their 20s or Mm. 30s, maybe. But I want to be like, help me understand. (laughs) Help me understand these people. Like we went to a conference in L.A. and Billie Eilish spoke. Oh, wow. She's. Yeah, well. I'm going to say spoke with quotes because okay. it was not great. <laughs> no. I mean, and she was up next to like Dave Grohl from oh, Foo Fighters yeah. and then M. Night Shyamalan, a, a film director and both very eloquent, mm-hmm. smart, accomplished people. And then you've got this kid, Billy Eilish. She's Irish. just getting started. She's just getting started, but I just did not, I, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I mean, I've heard some of her music. I haven't heard a lot of it, but it, the stuff that I've heard, I'm still like, help me understand.
2: <laughs> help me understand what this is because I, I, it's over my head. I mean, I don't know. I find like in of course working in higher education, it, I guess for <laughs> lack of a better thing, it keeps me young. Oh, sure. <laughs> Quote, unquote. Um, sure. Um, yeah. I know like emo was big, mm-hmm. you know, in the 90s. I feel like it's coming back around, but like a little bit different. Right. So I think like a lot of this music today is very... Emo, like, and it—it it, it doesn't matter if it's if it's pop, if it's hip hop, like it's emo, like. It's Do you so... feel that way about hip hop
1: as well? Yes.
2: Because I, I think my, I loved 90s hip hop, hip
1: hop, mm-hmm. R&B, all of that stuff. And growing up in Atlanta, I think it was just kind of ingrained, mm-hmm. you know, where you were So So Def Records and right. Ludacris was coming out in the 2000s. and But it was happy, mm-hmm. you know, it was all really upbeat. So you feel like hip hop, like everything's kind of taken
2: a down, not a downturn, but, well, you know, like a more emotional, like. Yeah. And it's it's crazy because like, and I don't know. And this is just me, like, I love, like, pop culture anyway. But lately, within the past, like, couple of years, it's been, like, a lot of younger rappers, unfortunately, dying. Like, I've, early yeah. 20s. And some of the and why I old, old heads, I guess the call them there, sure. um, are, you know, just kind of talking about it. And I feel like I've seen a show about it recently, too. And it, it's kind of like unfortunately like they're getting like so often to drugs and Mm -hmm. stuff so early and it's like they're overdosing because they don't know I mean a lot of them that's like that's how they've died is like Mm -hmm. an overdose from drugs or Mm -hmm. like alcohol abuse and it's like it's so crazy and it's I feel like a lot of the older people in the industry are like, okay, we gotta do something about this. Good. Like I said, when I, I feel like it's been it's turning so emo, it's like they're talking about this in their music. So mm. it's like, okay, you know, the generation that's out there now that's listening to this, like, how much is it affecting them? Mm-hmm. And and obviously like, you know, the some of the older older people in the industry are like, oh yeah, you know, these these guys have some some talent, but obviously we've lost that talent. So early. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is, I don't want to put him in the same category,
1: but here we are. (laughs) So Jason loves Saturday Night Live. Yes. And the last episode, RuPaul hosted. Mm -hmm. And Justin Bieber was the musical guest.
2: I love me some Bieber.
1: Do you really? Okay. And he was one of those, like, when he came out, I mean, I knew the single, but I didn't really seek out the rest of his music. Mm. And I did not recognize him. When I saw him get on that stage, I was like, okay, A, you're like five feet taller mm-hmm. from the last time that I saw you. You've aged, clearly. Yeah, right. And you have a weird mustache and your hair is bleached blonde. Yes. <laughs> but I told Jason this morning, because we saw an interview with him on um, Good Morning America or something. Mm-hmm. He's married now. Right. And I told him, I'm like, he looks like he has really gone through the ringer, mm-hmm. but that boy has some talent I mean when he sings when we saw him perform I'm like wow right he he does have a voice in there but I think it's like you were saying a a little tragic to become famous at like 12.
2: Yeah and I think that's part of it too because he has actually already come out and talked about how like he abused drugs.
1: Oh for sure I mean I can't even imagine being Submersed in that culture so early, so right. quick, knowing how I <laughs> was comprehending things at 10 12 and even the massive change and shift that happened in my life in my twenties. Right, and now being almost forty and going, oh my gosh, I've learned so much. Right, but what if I was going through all of that right
2: in the spotlight like that? I can't. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's a lot. I'm, I'm sure it is. Yeah. But when they announced he was coming here, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I want to see him!" He's coming here. He's coming here. He's well, he, you know, like how Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran did like the big stadium tour. Yeah, um, so he's going to be at Nissan Stadium this oh, summer. Oh
1: my gosh, that is and, huge! Right? Normally, like, oh I would I think like Bridgestone, go. but
2: like, wow. And then uh, Brittany, she was like, um, "Is your friend Brittany?" Yeah, yeah. she was like, um, "You realize how many young people are probably." <laughs> be there i was like yeah he's uh, gonna make you feel so old so yeah i feel like that's my deterrent right now oh <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> going. just get
1: get like the cheapest nosebleed <laughs> right. seats bring some pillows get a little comfy and then the little the little girls yes. i don't know does he still have like a really young following i don't even know i would think his fans have grown up now you well, know there's gonna be him. yeah there's yeah. gonna be some some people our age for sure. Right.
2: Okay. Don't wear heels. Right.
1: Be comfortable. Oh, I never do anymore. (laughs) And, and you know, when I go downtown and I see people like the bachelorette parties and stuff, I'm like, Oh honey, (laughs) your back is going to be hurting tomorrow. (laughs) These are the things I'm thinking about now, Mm, honey, (laughs) bless your heart. So you and I talked about this a little bit, when we saw each other on Sunday, Saturday. Saturday. Mm-hmm. At the time your, your episode airs, we'll actually be winding down season one. Mm-hmm. And it's been so interesting to me to ask this question of people to look at the things in people's lives where they have gone through something, a hard time in life, where they were facing the unknown and didn't know what was coming and how they sang through it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how they maybe used music to get through it, to encourage them to continue finding joy in their circumstances. But I also thought, you know, times of grief when something happens where it's, it's not that liminal space where you're waiting, but it's something that just blindsided you mm-hmm. when you didn't. And I think you probably know where I'm going because thinking about like our friendship and like when we met and mm-hmm. it, it is always tied to our friend Risa. Mm-hmm. And over the summer... She just unexpectedly passed and right. nobody could understand it. We, none of us ever saw that coming. In right. fact, when it was announced on social media, I think the collective <laughs> response was like, is this a joke? Right, right. How did you get through that time? Right. And that I, I know that probably is, is like a very confusing, long answer, but I'm curious because I think a lot of people do go, you know, go through seasons like that. Right and nobody talks about it a lot. People are really good about coming alongside you right when it happens, Mm -hmm. and then it's like they don't know how to deal with it, and they just expect you to kind of like, because the world keeps spinning. Right, right. I don't know, but if you can put words around it, what would those sound like? Yeah, so
2: yeah, like you said, with Reese's passing, it was definitely just a shock. (laughs) Um, for everybody, for, yeah, for everybody, and I think the good thing is that you know so many people knew Risa, yeah, oh, um, yeah. or from me, like they knew of her. So, and how did um, y'all meet? Did y'all meet at Belmont? We met at Belmont. because okay. she just graduated a year before me. Oh, okay. So, and I think we met actually in like an organization. Mm-hmm. Um. And it does not surprise did. me with her being involved in everything. <laughs> and ironically, yeah, I was like, I feel like we were involved in a lot of stuff on both campus. Both of you, yeah. <laughs> and then after graduation. Well, so, and yeah. even when I think about meeting you, I met you both at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was at a junior, junior chamber, mixer. chamber yeah. mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. So I guess the good thing about it is that Everybody, like, you know, poured into me, which mm. was good. I mean, because, I mean, I can say she was one of my, you know, closest friends. And we had, like, a lot of similarities with stuff. Mm. So, when it happened, my family, you know, they were immediately like, are you okay? Oh, of course. And then— um I had a couple coworkers that knew her too, because at, when they met Risa, they were working at Belmont, and Risa was in the um, occupational therapy program mm-hmm. at those time. Right. So they reached out to me too, and I mean, I was honest, and I was like, "No, I'm I'm not okay right now." Mm-hmm. So, and I think. Sometimes it's people's problems. They kind of just try to put up a front like, yeah, I'm OK. But I was I was honest first. You know, it's like, that's no, good. I'm not OK. Yeah. I think people do
1: that because it's an uncomfortable situation. And you're at that point
2: doing everything that you can to try to make these other people feel right, comfortable. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like I said, when when it first happened, I definitely had a lot of people reach out. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like <clears throat> some people honestly let me grieve. They allowed me to have that time Good. Um, mm-hmm. to do it. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I'll probably like at least that whole month. Like I I I didn't really want to be bothered. And people people knew. But I think since then, I definitely take comfort in knowing like how many of us loved her mm-hmm. and how many people she touched. So it's crazy, like, especially now with like basketball season in Belmont, and you know, she had season tickets too. Seeing all the memories from like, you know, just not even college memories, but it's like recent memories of like homecoming or basketball games Mm -hmm. or junior chamber stuff. Yeah, junior chamber stuff. I mean, and we both did like other nonprofits together, mm-hmm. boards together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we we did a lot of stuff Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I can't keep up. I cannot keep so, up. So, yeah. So just, I mean, you know, seeing those definitely puts a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, I look at them like, man, I miss her. Like, of course. I miss her. But, you know, it's, it's all good memories. I mean, yeah. I don't think stuff like that ever goes away. Right. But I think time helps. Mm. But me in general, just, I guess... Getting through things like that. One thing I like to do is journal. And then I, I do turn to music a lot. And sometimes for me, even when I'm having a bad day, like music is my escape. Like someday I could be just listening to the to the beat, to the music, and I could care less what the words are. And then other days I'm focused in on the words. Mm-hmm. So it just it depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. But I, I would definitely say music is, is
1: my escape.
2: Okay. Last question. Okay.
1: Because the show is called Starting With a Song, give me your top three-ish songs that would be on the soundtrack of
2: your life. So, so one of my favorite songs is, um, and I forget the the name of the lady who sung it originally, but Maxwell does a cover of A Woman's Work. And that song is the saddest song. (laughs) Like, it is. Like... (laughs) I love it though. It's like the only song that really makes me cry. <laughs> like, Aww. I don't like. I could hear it in my car, and I'm like tearing up. But it's like I love that song. I was looking to see who the original, because I remember oh. it. The, it was in a
1: movie. This woman's work is a song written and performed by the British singer Kate Bush. Yes,
2: because it was in a movie. She's having a baby. Yes. In 1988. And the movie, it's something where something happened to the mom and the baby. Oh, and it was no. like playing during this traumatic time. Like he's, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to right, right, right. my wife and. And my child, but dark, um, right? And so I and think so he, a lot so of, He this. covers it, okay. and I don't. I don't think a lot of people know like that's where the song came from. Mm-hmm. But like how he sings it, it's just so emotional okay well <laughs> so, his his voice is like butter right, so. yeah and i think it's another reason why i love it but yeah that's yeah. it it's crazy that it's one of my favorite songs such a sad song <laughs> emo we're, we're, we're bringing it back right another song that i really like i don't think it's necessarily like an inspirational song but it's kind of one of those songs where it's like okay i'm moving forward type of thing yeah mary j blige just fine and it is i mean it's mm-hmm. a real upbeat i like her mm-hmm. i wish i had the budget for music licensing
1: so we could play (laughs) I do not I just link them (laughs) that's fine
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just one of those people like I can't move my car until my music is playing and even if it's like something pops up on the shuffle so just like any song yeah and it's like oh I'm not in the mood for that let me switch it like that's not how I'm feeling right now so it's like I have to find the perfect song and then I can move yeah (laughs) that's that's just how I am it varies I get it I get it
1: Oh, my gosh. What would it be
2: today? I'm just curious. Or did you have one today on the way over here? But it was a mix of everything. It was like some Beyonce, Marvin Gaye. I mean, we should all listen to Beyonce every day.
1: (laughs) Just grace, grace my speakers. Well, Bernice,
0: it's always a pleasure.
2: Yes. Thanks for coming by. No problem. Thanks for
0: having me. Thanks again for spending some time with us today. You make today better. If you liked what you heard, you can connect with me on Instagram at Artistic Amanda, and you can subscribe to Starting With a Song wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all I've got for today, friends. We'll see you back here in two weeks with episode nine on April 29th.